Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I'm your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is March 8th, and this is episode 169. Giggity. <laughs> I am joined today by Jay and my good friend Pio. Welcome, guys. Hopefully you're having a good day. What's up, buddy? Hey, that episode number, man. I I, I guess that's a uh, telling of how great this episode is going to be, huh? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a. It has to be, you know. Everything to do with four twenty and sixty nine in Bitcoin is is good. So yeah, we'll be able to hear from Jay today. Hopefully, get a good idea of his thoughts and thinking about what's going on in the medium to short term and the macro. Um, we've got a couple things to talk about today on top of that with uh, the Fed chair Jerome Powell talking yesterday, some consensus thoughts about what's to come out of what he said. Obviously, overall, not a fant- not fantastic news saying that the, uh, the interest rates and everything has to continue going up. And if they don't continue printing money, then, you know, he obviously sees trouble brewing in the horizon. But again, we'll get into that in a little bit here. Starting off with the TA, taking a look over here at our macros. As far as weekly goes right now, continuation of turning down. Absolutely not the best thing for the bulls here of what we wanted to see. Projections of our money flows off the zero line. Red dots forming. Wolfpack turning down dramatically. But really, again, we're, we're at such a, such a point where we have absolutely no volume coming in. Whether that's, you know, the whole pump that we had up here from the $16,000, $17,000 region into now and the sell volume coming in, it's just it's just at like incredible levels of low. So, you know, anything could happen from this point. I think we need to just be extra prepared uh, over the coming probably two months about what this thing is going to do. The macro really hasn't made a, a clear decision whether it wants to full-on reject here, push for new lower lows, and or find some support in between 20 and now and push us and continue us into a more bullish fashion for the rest of the year. At the moment, again, things are turning down. There is still hope here because of the previous weekly bullish divergences and everything else that we were seeing prior to this uh, rejection at 25K. So again, I think that there's still uh, chances of opium essentially to turn everything back up um, if they come out with the Fed next month and say that we're going to, you know, raise the debt ceiling, we're going to continue printing money, even though obviously in the long term, that's we're worse off. But, you know, how worse off can we really be when we're already so deep into this whole thing? We're so, you know, deep into this hole already. Is it is it is it worse off or is it the same situation where it's never going to get fixed? You know, I, I will we'll have to see. For sure, if they do raise the debt ceiling and they continue, they turn the money printers back on. I think that overall, in the medium and the short term, probably over this year, we're going to be actually pretty off, pretty well off. I think things are actually going to start to essentially correct and, and continue pulling up. Um, but what's to come after that? You know, we're going to run into the same wall at some point. You literally can't run away from this problem by you know printing more money to fix the money problem. It just doesn't work like that. So. Obviously, it's not a long-term solution, but if they continue down this path, then that, that's, you know this is what we've done for the last 20-plus years. 
So we'll have to see how we go. Getting down into our medium terms, as far as daily, 12 hour goes, um, we are starting to see a little bit of potential uh, support coming in here, potential for bounces. We still are holding daily market structures to a bullish fashion. The fib lines obviously are a little more half and half, unsure, uncertainty going on here. It definitely starting to see some of this stuff on the shorter terms as well. The hourly, the four hour are starting to try and turn around at this point, which I think are going to play into that daily. I definitely think that if we're going to take a larger drop down into 20 or below 20, we're more than likely still going to need a daily converging wave, meaning that we need to come back up, reach for a lower high, probably around the same region that we just retested for the medium term lower high, and then go for that midterm macro lower high right around uh, 23,600, 23,800, potentially pushing into the 618 of around 24,000 one more time. That would be the more bearish case scenario. We still stay in a bearish case scenario, even if we form a higher high, as long as there's more bearish divergence in the medium terms. If we were to come all the way up into say 25,700, 26K, and we form a second bearish divergence on our indicators, again, you know, that would be essentially moving us into a, into a much uh, more aggressive type of bearish move um, where we could come all the way back into 21 right off the bat maybe then getting our converging wave at around the same region we could get it. Uh, as I was talking about before with the lower high, 23,800. Those are both you know, very high possibilities here, but we need to see these medium terms continue to turn around here over the next day or two um, to see anything actually play out from this. Uh, otherwise, the medium terms and the medium term macros are gonna try and keep pulling everything down overall. But it does feel like in our shorter terms, we've kind of hit a bit of a bottom we are hitting support. I think today's close is going to be important for that. Potentially closing above 22K, I think is going to keep us on this potential bounce path over the next possibly four to five, six days. Um, if we close below 22K today on a daily candle close, we could be in for uh, a potential push into 21 or somewhere 20,500, uh, 20, something along those lines. Maybe form that lower low in the medium term before coming back up to form the lower high. Very possible here because at the moment we still technically have higher lows in the medium term, but there is divergence, bullish divergence on this last push down. This tells me that again, even though we're breaking a support line, it's got divergence, it's a fake break. It's gonna possibly come back up and into it first. And if it obviously rejects off market structure and everything turns back down, we essentially have ourselves a lower high and a shoulder for the head and shoulders to then actually take our step down for that lower low. Yeah, I definitely see some potential in the shorter terms to come back up. Would I be banking on that? Absolutely not right now. You know, again, it's a potential starting entry for a very, very started position long, but you're going almost against trend at this point in time. The daily, the four day, all TC down. You know, I think that that's overall, you're looking for a reshort position um, especially if we start to confirm a lower high right at around 24 or lower. If we get the rejection, again, you know, that's a perfect place to be closing your midterm longs if you're in from 17 still. If you got in at 21, you know, I think that that's definitely, you know, a, a not financial advice, of course, but like, you know, that's the final warning sign there is going to be that daily or 12 hour lower high converging wave that's going to push us through the support in the 618 and more than likely back into 
that 20k region or previous support of whatever that may be 17 16 push for a lower low we don't want to see that right but if it's going to happen we have to look at it as opportunity and just be prepared for it jay i think it's a good time man if you want to jump in give us your consensus and your thoughts i'd love to hear about what you're seeing uh with some of the technicals oh yeah i'd be happy to chat about it and you know i had about five different things i wanted to ask you during that but you were just flowing along so smoothly and i was following <laughs> it that i i forgot i think the first four things i was gonna say but uh you know i'm sure i'll come back to them i just got a couple questions for you though um in regards to the push to maybe go above 25k again with possible bearish divergence what do you think would it's hard to think of it coming up and putting in another higher high and then having that be like a fake out almost do you think that's kind of how that would play out if we reached up there again or do you think if like it would come back down again or would that just eventually lead us up to around 28 to 30 anyways? See, I just don't think that right now the sentiment is there. So if we are going to get a push for a higher high, I think it's going to be, you know, 90% manipulated into that type of area. Um, just to really, again, grab more of that retail liquidity. Yes. And or just liquidity in general for this dump if they don't have the volume. Because again, right now, like... You know, it didn't take very much volume to push us up. It hasn't taken very much volume to push us down, which tells me that there's just, you know, there's there's not a lot of floor. Yeah, the sell pressure you were talking about is so low too. So that would that would give the sell pressure necessary. So that that makes sense. Um, okay, well, I a couple things to kind of point out and to I guess validate your TA even more so. Really, is yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing a possible bottoming scenario here right now for like a local bounce possibly here of course it's all probabilities and there's like you said never known don't put your money on it right but at the same time like there there is a good probability of putting in another lower high here of some sort maybe bouncing up to around 23.2 to 23.6 i think that would make a lot of sense um give it one last retry especially when we look at uh, so i have the daily stochastic momentum indicator on right now and pretty much every time we get into this lower portion right like <laughs> we come near this light blue line which barely ever happens i mean we're lower than we've been since august of 2022 for reference that's kind of crazy like we never get down here and when we get down here it almost always resolves in some sort of move to the upside um but here's the scenario in this case like it was down there, right? But we got to move up. Then a little fake out. Now we eventually came down even further before eventually making our way up, right? So I'm kind of looking at this and thinking to myself, okay, the last time we came down and popped up right about here, we formed this bottoming formation, closed with like a hammer, pretty much. Um, yeah, pretty much. Grabbed a little liquidity below the lows and then popped up for another high. But in this case, I'm kind of wondering if all this bearish divergence we've stacked up here is actually going to just make it a lower high pop up, you know, and just have maybe a weak push up kind of like before here, right, where we had a real weak one. And then eventually we got the greater move down before going up again. So just a couple things I'm I'm looking at there. Um, we're not we're trying to hold the 50 EMA by the way as well too, which we did for the last four days. Uh, but we closed below it yesterday, and we're uh, we now retried to go above it, and we're closing below it again today. 
Pretty much right now, I think Bulls are just trying to hold this spot right here at about 2240. Uh, if they can keep this daily close above there, then it, it just it lines up with this wick pretty much here too. About the same spot, right? About 22 to 221. And they're trying to make this be another higher low. Kind of makes me wonder, is there enough buying pressure to support that? You know, or is it going to crash down a little bit and then pop up? Kind of interesting. Um, if you were to look at the lower time frames, the four hour doesn't exactly look pretty, right? It kind of looks like we had a support uh, line here at around what you know, twenty two three to twenty two two fifty, broke down below it, and now we've just been hovering below it the whole time. Um, and one other thing I want to point out: that blue line right here from this wick on uh, what the twelfth of February, it's about twenty two thousand eighty. You can actually see the correlation on the four hour right now. We're just like trying it over and over and over. So, you know, bears are trying to push price below there on a daily close and the bulls are trying to hold it, obviously, but bears are kind of winning at the moment. I don't know if it's necessarily going to last, but um, overall talking about the macro though, I'm kind of talking about indicators constantly for anyone listening on the podcast. So sorry if you have no idea uh, what I'm looking at right now. Uh, but um, it, one thing I did post in the Discord, by the way, if you're not a part of the Crypto Yams Discord, uh, as well as the Triple Confirmation Discord, of course, you are seriously missing out on some excellent TA by by some absolutely fantastic analysts um, and traders. But on the weekly time frame, we actually crossed the stochastic uh, in the like upper critical zone here. We actually reached a high or. A, Pretty much the exact same high as the all-time high. I mean, we're like right there, not quite higher, but that's kind of crazy since this is at like 24k and this was up at 65. Um, so that just shows how much downside potential there actually is. Like this is a mm -hmm. lot of time. This could take months to play out potentially. Um, you know, and we got uh, hidden bearish divergence followed by a regular bearish divergence as well on the RSI and. This is interesting. I've never seen a death cross, at least in I, my death cross. I, I think I use the wrong indicators. I use the 50 EMA over the 200 SMA. Um, but anyway, we've never had a 50 EMA cross below a 200 SMA, like you can see here with uh, the green and white. So that's interesting. That's never happened in Bitcoin's history with in this regard. And you can see that we've tried the 200 SMA twice now. Um, we held it kind of support on the way down, kind of bounced around it. Now we're resisting it as well as the 50. So it's, it's kind of an ugly scenario that like, if we hold here, great. If not, I definitely think there's quite a bit of room to the downside based on stochastic momentum, various divergences. We're actually higher up on the RSI than we were at 48,000. Like that's, mm. you know, I mean like it, and plus the EMA cross, uh, it, it's just there's a lot of room to go to the downside if it happens, which just makes me kind of weary. And, and but watching right now, like for bulls, I should say, really, but watching right now, like if we hold these lows, then okay, all might be for naught, you know. But um, I don't know, man. I think if we close below 20k on a daily, it, it could get real ugly. Absolutely, I I completely agree. I think you know it just the fact that. You know, it, it was it was that support before we dipped into the 16k prior, as well, and we knew that. You know, we haven't had the macro crossing stuff down at the time. It needed more time to play out. You know, we haven't been able to push above 25, and now we're coming back into this region to retest. It definitely, if we get below 20, like I said, we open up the whole possibility of a new lower low. 
a potential dramatic freakout by you know the majority of the crypto space. I think like 20k is the mental level. It is the key level of a lot of the algorithm bots that are trading right now. Like it's it is everything for uh, a bullish future over the course of this year or two. Yeah, and what really kind of gets me is I don't know if it's just my gut feeling or if this is kind of an all-around sentiment a little bit, but if 20K fails, I don't see why 15K isn't the next destination, which is outrageous. I mean, that's another 25% drop. That's kind of mm-hmm. crazy, but like, I I don't see like 18, 5, 19 holding at that point. Right, right. Absolutely. Like every prior bear market has had this final, you know, kill shot type of move. Where we haven't seen that in this in this in this specific bear market yet, right? Like obviously we've had a lot of downside, but has there been like that one critical week or two where every everything's shit, blood in the streets, you know, massive volume volatility spike? We haven't seen that yet, and that that also, you know, has me on edge and worried about the future here for for crypto in general. Again, you know, the saving grace. Like we've had every other time is usually, <laughs> it usually comes at the last second, right? As soon as Bitcoin hits 10K, oh, we're turning on the money printers again. Oh, that this market's absolutely blowing off. Like it, there's always something, but you know, we, we, we have to be realistic. If the weekly full on uh, invalidates here and does get this rejection off the zero line, plus the, the crossing of the 50 and the 200, like it's just, bad news across the board and we have to be realistic with ourselves that you know this is something that we haven't seen before it could get very very ugly at the same time again in order to get that amount of volume and volatility into the cell pressure i i I just man like every daily death cross we've seen for the most part has had some sort of capitulation pump first essentially it's it's going to try its best to get as high as it can so that the smart money can get shorts in and sell at the top for as much as possible. You know, grab as much of that retail as they can. So I'm not I'm not ruling that out yet. I still think that, you know, there's there's definite possibility. If we can survive this month, um, and we just chop sideways, we hold 20. Um, next month, for maybe three to four months, we could definitely see some sort of steep incline in price action, essentially telling us that, you know, 20K held. There's still high possibility of of some sort of push to 30 or 40 or whatever the case may be but for now you know i think we just have to put that thought on the back burner and and be realistic with what the ta is telling us would it be inappropriate to ask you when lambo (laughs) tomorrow baby come on man every day baby there's always opportunity here it's just you have to be you know willing to accept it and in this case, again, you know, everything we didn't want to see, we're seeing. We rejected 25. We're rejecting the zero line of the weekly. We have a couple weeks before it's set in stone because it can definitely, you know, green dot a week or two after we've hit our red dot. We could turn the money flow back up. We could start seeing volume again, like because we haven't seen that increase in volume to the for the buyers or the sellers. We just don't have a clear answer yet. And it's just teeter-tottering back and forth to try and push out as many people as possible first, as it always does. You know, we're definitely working towards a big move, regardless. Um, it's just a matter of when at this point. Like, again, you know, we, 
as far as the medium and short terms go, yes, we've you know broken the support. Yes, we've pushed for all of like a very shorter time frame, low uh, lower low. But in the medium term, we still have higher low. We still have divergence on that push down in the shorter term. Yeah, I think we're going to see 23 to 24 in the next couple of days. And then we'll make a decision from there. If we hover around 23 to 24 for a couple of days, we can't get through it. We continue forming that lower high. That's pretty much it. You know, We've already gotten the medium term converging wave as far as the four hour goes. But we don't have, I guess it's something completely uh, set up for the daily. I think that's that's what we're going to find out over the coming week. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, that just makes a lot of sense, you know, um, especially if we uh, start seeing 23, 23.5, right? A lot of people are going to get all bullish, right? Um, but at the same mm-hmm. time, yeah, let's just see if we actually get through there or not. I'd like to see 24 to feel more comfortable. But uh, yet again, it's all just a lower high to me until we're over where we just got it, like what, 25.5 probably or so. You know, it's all lower exactly. high at this point to me as well. So let's see if we can actually get the volume needed to push through there or not, because every push up has been pretty weak. Definitely. There's a lot of things against us right now. We got this whole Silvergate news. Bitcoin coming up from Silk Road days, potentially being sold off on exchanges. There's, you know, there is something the narrative right now is bitcoin's bad you know get rid of it sell it i just don't know i don't know if i believe it yet i think in the overall we're kind of setting ourselves up for this downside move and if if we get all the confirmations then it's going to happen regardless of you know if we get some sort of victory pump last potential ditch effort to you know get smart money out and push retail back in those dicks I know. Aren't they think of the little man, they? you know? <laughs> no, the little man gets walked on every every time. Oh yeah. That's why we join crypto yams and we all become Goliath. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um I think I can yeah. some of that up there, Plato. Um thankfully on Mount Gox, um I think one of the largest holders has come out and said I ain't selling, you know. I get my coins, but I'm not selling, um, which is positive. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, who was it again? I think it was JP Morgan. They shut down their credit facility to Gemini. Yeah, Gemini. But uh, might have the time over the weekend to look into this. But there has been like published news that like all these guys are setting up their own crypto brokerages. You know, Grayscale mm-hmm. have done it. JP Morgan, you know, they're not pulling back from this. I think they were doing something as well. Fidelity are not getting shaken out. You know, they offered, you know, they only ramped up their offerings. So, like, Silvergate here could be really useful for getting out of the way and let the institutions, you know, just, you know, run another market, essentially. No interesting ideas. Like, you know, this is a whole institutional money play. Like, you know, you get the, um, the first mover natives, washed out and then they come in and you know next cycle we could just have like next versions of Silvergate and FTX and whatnot and if you even manage to take Binance down and it could just be it could just look indistinguishable to every existing kind of securities exchange ecosystem you know so I wouldn't like I'm kind of taking that all of that kind of news kind of in in a broader context um, Mm -hmm. and especially like 
that kind of spark money will kind of like amplify any um, perception of FUD around it, you know? So you kind of have to read the question twice, if you know what I mean, like read, you know, figure out what's really happening and do you know what wheels are moving, put in what wheels, you know? Because this could totally be like hostile takeover stuff. Let's take out Silvergate, you know? They're out of the way. Oh, like, look, we're, we're the main. Like Silvergate, we're such a big, big player, like. You know, oh, there's a new Silvergate. Oh, it's J.P. Morgan. So <laughs> <laughs> like, it works, bro. Like yeah. forever. Um, no, absolutely. So taking that in context, but yeah, as, as per kind of the Fed and all that. Look, I think Jonah says it enough. Like we kind of think about this harder than most. You know, like ninety nine percent of people don't have a clue that Powell even spoke this week. You know, and it is a pretty big deal. It's across the board. It's every central bank right now are, you know, changing their tune again. You know, they're pivoting for the third time, second time. Sure, you want to look at. So I like I actually listened to hours of this uh, of Powell, and he's been very cautious now. He's like, look, guys, like it's kind of like weather forecasts. Honestly, it's the same thing that he can't really say anything, you know, until he sees the data for next month because bumpy. It was a word he used a lot, and bumpy could be. The way January's inflation shows um, an inflection upwards, you know, the way he's phrasing things is he, he wants to see what it's like in February. Because if he says now, all right, bang, 0.5, price selling, the atches. And then when it comes up to the actual rate decision in a month's time, February could show, actually, do you know what? It inflected down and to go into the data and find a specific reason for that because there's so many lag effects. And that is kind of fair to contend with. So... Yeah, this month's going to be, uh, the more I think about it, the more it's less predictable. I think the field of view has been, is now closer than ever in terms of trying to call what's going to even happen on a quarterly basis. But yeah, if it isn't bumpy and if it is a reinflection, it will be 0.5. And that is a massive change to the way every market's pricing stuff in. And we can see the two-year yield is, you know, back to where it was in 2007. You know, which is a big red flag, guys. Not going to be, not going to sugarcoat that at all. You know, that's a big risk indicator. And that's what's sucking all the liquidity. Honestly, it's people who buying T-bills. Guaranteed 5%, two years. Government backed. If you got 100 grand, you're going to buy Bitcoin with. You know, you're not going to beat inflation, but you're going to stress a lot less. So let's just hope there's not sell pressure. But uh, Jay's comments are very fair too. Like, you know, like... If we spent a couple of weeks hanging out above 12K, you know, 12 to 17, two, wherever, if we slipped into that range, you know, how long would that become before it isn't freaking people out, you know? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's a stressful, I think, sum up its current theme now and kind of, kind of move on to the next thing. But I think it's all oh, really finely balanced now, guys, you know? Like there's a lot of sort of red flags. Things are pretty balanced, but if you if you still take a step back, like Bitcoin's over twenty k, guys, and we're you know lots of other things are burning. Um, like what has changed long term? Like this has always been a threat and always the big challenge that crypto in general or Bitcoin in particular would have to overcome, and that is a hiking interest rate environment because it's always lived in a lowering and low interest rate environment it's the first time it's had to climb a hill right and i think people miss the fact that you know 
the price of Bitcoin now compared to the price of the stock market, say, three, four years ago, you know, dramatically Bruh. higher than where the stock market was. First things that you drill into my head anyway, I remember this, right? <laughs> um, and that is like, it's about the move, not the price. Absolutely. There's something else I was going to add to the first bit of what you're talking about, too. And that's the fact that you know, the transactions on Bitcoin and and most blockchains have increased probably tenfold or more over the last two years. So as much as they're trying, you know, the institutions are trying to push you away and make you believe that all this stuff is not going anywhere, it's not, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're using it more and more and more every single day. You know, they can afford to let it drop to new lows because they know that they have enough capital to scoop it up in DCA and be and be happy with it and keep you know keep it going if it if it takes new lows but they know at the same time that you know they can't just sell off themselves they want everyone else selling off with them so that they have liquidity to buy up yeah. uh, when it when in and if it does get to those prices so like they're just yeah they're it's it's a scared cat and mouse game scared is a really good word to use because like the market is very emotional right now because a lot of things just aren't making sense and a lot of this is new you know and there is a lot riding on it <laughs> you know on the macro inflection point where we are and where flowers could be especially if you look at tech stocks you know if we break down from here very ugly like you know but ta wise nothing nothing not, not surprising um so if we do rally i actually think like a lot of that emotional energy will feed into that and that would be classic crypto low liquidity pump get over 25k everyone's you know being irrational oh yeah you know let's jump into that as jay was pointing out scenario with um a, a, um another bearish divergence i wonder would that start fitting into a tc madness setup uh, no, we don't have Chris with us, but, you know. Um, very, very possible, yeah. Some sort of four-hour, 16-hour yeah. madness setup for sure. Or yeah. daily, four-day even. Pure <clears throat> convergence, divergence, convergence kind of. It, it's usually what I've just seared into my brain from when crypto decides to kind of pick a bigger, you know, a, a direction. Um, another thing to note as well is, and maybe you have a better INS because you have your chart open in front of you, I don't think we took out the 25k level um, or high on in December. Remember, we can reach for it there. So if we don't do that, it's not really bearish. You know, if we don't have this even fake out kind of that plays into a, a madness kind of thing. Um. Okay, so it wasn't December, it was August. I mean, as far as closes go on daily, we we technically did make... A higher high here as far as wicks go we did not i mean it's not by much but it is technically a medium term higher high you know which again plays into the fact that you know if we can hold this 18 to 20k you know we could be looking at a higher low from a higher high with bullish divergence and a converging wave for convergence inverted head and shoulders again everything we've been talking about but you know, the fact that, you know, it, it, it just, it comes down to the, to the nail here because 25K is the key level zone. 
we've gotten rejected. We've done it without barely any volume. You know, it's it's kind of leaning in both directions. Because if it's allowed to continue to reject and it breaks 20, then, you know, there's there's not a lot of hope for for that support to hold and higher low to, to kind of guide us into a more bullish future. And it, I mean, overall, even if we do break a lower low, the likelihood of creating a second type of macro bullish divergence is is pretty high. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of possibility, but until we start seeing it actually, you know, gain ground, I'm just, I'm not gonna rely on that. You know, we don't want to believe in hopium because that's how you get that's how you get really screwed over. You keep buying on the way down when you shouldn't be. You're catching knives and it pierces right through you. So but if we if we get down there and we start to or continue to see support being held 20K, you know, lots of buy volume coming in, you know, we'll just keep ranging here and we'll continue to try and push through 25 but I, hey, I like hopium though. Isn't that enough? <laughs> if we're going to the moon, one million dollars. Mm-hmm. I think every other market I'm looking at right now are in disbelief. That's the emotional tone I'm picking up. Again, you know, if if they decide that we're just going to continue on the path that we've been on in the last couple of years, and we're going to print more money, they raise the debt ceiling ten, twenty, thirty percent. You know, we like. Yeah, it's 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 then we're going for when will the hammer drop and the Satoshi thesis, you know, actually um, gain mass adoption. Yeah, you know, people are like, yeah, my daughter's not worth anything on buying Bitcoin. It's interesting. Um, I think that will happen. I think that's that's the longer plan. It's uh, can we blow up in the middle and you know avoid risk or take advantage of that? Um, I wonder. Uh, not going to ask Jonas to say this now, I'm probably rambling on, but what's the latest we can get away with in terms of like a bullish reaction after the happening, in his opinion? Like, how late is it in 2024? You know, we would need to see that reaction without breaking the pattern as we were discussing before, or could it even happen into early 2025? Um, I mean, you were around for the last happening, were you not? You weren't. Well, I thought you were. Essentially, you know, we. We basically dumped into the having. We dumped uh, for the come, you know, a couple months afterwards, and then finally found bottom after all the COVID debauchery and shenanigans. Like, am I computing this incorrectly? But like, could we have another year and a half, even like even up until the end of twenty twenty four, stretch out that far of bear market before we repeat the pattern? It's very possible, definitely. Um, you know, it's just again. I think it's going to come down to what breaks first, twenty or twenty-five. The zone continues to tighten. You know, we're we're holding support, we're hitting resistance. Um, I think everything rides on that, and whether you know what's going to happen first. We can chill sideways, as you said earlier on. You know, it just buys more time to even if we're going to to you know twelve k or whatever, which I think is fine. It buys us that kind of lower high that really kind of fills that chart because I think it's a bit of an unsaid worry of the crypto community that like if it doesn't paint that, you know, a lower high even like it's just, ugh, an ugly looking chart. For sure. All right, my friends, I think with all that being said, 
we're going to end it off on that note. I'm going to try and get uh, an update out in the TA channel sometime today, just to reiterate what we talked about today, guys. And of course, uh, if you guys are listening for the first time, we'd love to know where you're listening. If you want to head over to the Discord, all the links will be in uh, the descriptions on whatever podcasting software you're using. And make sure you check out TripleConfirmation.com, Alpha version 2. Absolutely free to use right now. With that all being said, guys, we hope that you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Don't get chopped out. And hopefully we have uh, more decision coming into the next couple days. We hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye.